And now, from the dry hills of Santa Clarita, California, it's time for America's least listened to podcast. It's Christianese with your blessing-filled hosts, Jared Burkholder, Dan Satchoff, and Brian Irwin. It's that time. It's Christianese, Jared Burkholder, Brian Irwin, Dan Satchoff. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, we're talking about cats. Brian. Yeah, we are. <laughs> What's your favorite up? topic? Favorite topic. It's not a hot topic. You know, it's funny. Favorite. And the last time topic. I was here, which has been a couple uh, episodes, um, but uh, you were you. I I feel bad because I, I it wasn't until I was driving home. You said you wanted to talk about cats, and you made like, oh, you were cat people, and it like spiraled into a completely different. You know, um, that's how every episode goes. Though, yeah, right? it is true. <laughs> I have a, the one. The worst thing you guys did by involving me in this show is that when I am here, you allow my ADD to just. It's good though. I'm fascinated by it. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think like you it guys though. Down because, a black hole. You, but I think that's so fun, one day you're going to regret. But that's life, isn't it? I mean, because who has a conversation that stays right on? I mean, I don't. I do all day, you every do? day. Ooh, yes. Not my dad. Really? Oh, my dad. My but dad, he's a Navy man, so he's my used dad to is a focused. classic comma. You know, the, you know what the commas are? <laughs> no. Oh my God, my dad. Um, I remember years ago when I first moved out here, he came out and there was something wrong with my car, and we had to take it in somewhere. And this is how my dad. Can just he can get out so much in a conversation he'll be like well um you know we decided to take the car in because he said his um my son said his brakes weren't you know working that well and so i was like you know we just got here um we just came in from wisconsin we don't live here so we were in wisconsin uh we decided to come visit him because you know they're having my my son just had a kid so we uh we wanted to you know see the kid his mother's at home right now with him watching the child he's uh he's three um, this is my son's first child, but so um, we're probably going to go to the beach later. You know when this is all going to get you know fixed. And we're only here for like two weeks um, because uh, and, I, and I, the whole time I'm like wow, like I'm listening to him going. He has shared so much information about my car getting fixed. Right. Like th- this guy's the guy he's talking to the whole time is going. <laughs> the guy's now coming over for Christmas because he's a yeah yeah yes now, right. That's and what it, I love about your dad though. He's I love so that. good at it. That's though. amazing. But also like I think your dad comes from a time where my dad did more where it was you know you would stop and visit and also uh, being from a smaller town you know you you tend to visit with people and talk to your neighbors and actually share your life rather than just like hey here's the bullet points you know what i mean like that's one of the things that i love about your folks is they're kind of a a throwback to a time when people actually talk to each other well they're right. a different generation right. jared you won't know this cuz you're too young and i mean that with no disrespect but there was a time well, I, I remember i remember <laughs> growing up and we would go to the gas station you didn't pump your own gas right yeah there was somebody this was before they had and then it it went from you, the guy came out and and you would you'd strike up conversations you know because they would you know they had to be there they're literally standing next to your car right and they yeah. would do the thing and then you had to pay with your credit if you pay with your credit card they had to do like they would take out the swipe knuckle thing. buster yeah. that, which yeah. some people still do that when all when the world when the apocalypse happens like you know totally, the internet yeah. apocalypse you need happened. that pink slip they have yeah. to bring out the slip right. <laughs> But yeah, so then it, then it turned into. I still remember when when things started changing. Was that when you could pull into the gas station, <laughs> and you could make a decision: Do I want to be bothered by a stranger, yeah. or do I want to just be left alone? <laughs> and that's when America started changing. And then they started <laughs> doing ATM machines. Oh yeah, they started creating oh, yeah. this world and where it was now, like: Do I want to be left alone? Yes, or do I still want to communicate and make and do have I want to be contact? isolated? And yes. now Donald Trump's president, all because you could pick <laughs> because who pumped your yes, gas. Yes, exactly. exactly. Can you imagine that guy like I went to college to pump gas. And now they get to choose. I think not. Six I, degrees of separation. I'm just going to drop one little pop culture 
tidbit and then I want to get back into something else just because you referenced Donald Trump real quick. I just saw this today. Yeah. I didn't know that in Back to the Future, the old Biff is based on Donald Trump. What? Exactly. I'm just going to leave it there. You could do your own Google where did you? Where did you hear? No. Where did you hear this? It was uh, somebody said that uh, who made Back to the Future? I forget uh, the guy, the director. It um, was um, okay. Hold on. Uh, he he just had the Welcome to Morrowind movie, I believe, just came out. I mean, yes. He's a very po- very yeah, famous yeah, director uh, whose name escapes me right now. And I think yeah, it's because yeah, the way yeah. I presented it to you, I intentionally made you forget. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You knew it, Donner, Bill Donner. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. That uh, was that's uh, Superman. Uh, um, but uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's one. Anyway, of the, the point yeah. is. He, I believe he admitted, and him and the writer of it, they said that they, they, they did it based on Because, you know, Trump's had the bad hair yeah, that's his so whole funny. entire life. This that's is like so a funny. new thing, right? Yeah, no, it's always been his. No, he uh, came out of the womb that way. It's been his so hook. what were we talking about? So, cats, cats. Well, yeah, because Jared, right before we started taping here, Jared asked you, We since we saw you last, you lost your final cat. My final cat. I am catless. And Jared asked you, are you going to jump back into the fray uh, in terms of getting an animal? I was going to say, and it, it, was, it, was a, it, was, it was a heartfelt, sweet moment, um, but... Uh, I don't think it played out the way it was supposed to. So we were at the vet and, you know, we had made the decision to put down our, our, our final cat, which, uh-huh. you know, we were at peace with because he was very sick. Right. And as we were waiting um, uh, for them to bring our cat back in to begin the process, my wife, she looks at me and goes, she's like, so do you want to do you want to get a kitten? And I look at her. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, do you want to get a kitten? I'm like, No. Yeah. And she's like, well, you don't have to get mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. I go, I mean, she she, she panicked. She thought she asked at the wrong time. And I'm yeah, like, no, no, yeah, yeah. it's not that you're asking at the wrong time. I'm like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm dropping the mic right now. We've done 16 <laughs> years of this. And yeah. especially, and it's like, and, 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 and you know, because a lot of people, in all fairness to her, I know a lot of people, even within my own family, the minute they put down an animal, yeah. they're the literally driving to get a puppy or a kitty or whatever. And some people are okay with that. Me, I had all, and I think you know this, Dan, I think I've told you before, like my attitude was like, and I've said this out loud to make sure that I don't fall back on my own <laughs> my own promise. We got to hold him to this. I right. said, when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, I need yeah, a break yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were joking off air. Yes. I was running a mash unit for right. pets at my house. By the way, I, can I give you guys yeah. one other really funny, funny side note? And I don't yes. think I've ever shared this anecdote. Uh, so this is the first time. So okay. on my other podcast, Hollywood Anonymous, that I do with John Huck, plug. Yes. Um, <laughs> don't worry, nobody will hear. They no, won't. Nobody, they, nobody, hear no, no, nobody hears any of them. People are like, you do podcasts? I'm like, I do 17 of them. Uh, clearly, I'm doing them all wrong, right? Um, so our guest one time was Garrett Morris. I don't know if you're familiar oh, yeah. with who Garrett Morris is. Garrett Morris was an original cast. Go ahead. No, go ahead. He's an original cast member of Saturday Night Live back in the oh, 70s okay. with yeah. like Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Baseball had been so. very, very good to me. Yeah, he, I don't and, know. He's yeah. a really, really funny, funny And guy. the interpreter cool, for the deaf. Though. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> um, so he was our guest. And <laughs> yeah, we do that podcast in my basement. And Garrett Morris got there early before John was there. So we were sitting in there talking. And um, at that time... I was giving fluids to my cat that was in kidney failure. So I always had an IV bag that was hanging above the couch where we would give it to him, right? And so we (laughs) do the whole dialysis unit. So so we so we have we do the whole do the whole podcast. Garrett leaves. You know, thanks for having the podcast. Whatever. Garrett's in his eighties, just just for point of reference of where John was coming from. Podcast is over. John comes back in and goes, Is that is that IV bag for Garrett? And I couldn't, I was like, what? 
like, what? No, it's for Natalie. He go, I, go, I go, do you seriously think I set up and I, I was giving Garrett an IV so he could make it through? <laughs> you think he is? Yes. Well, also, who do you think I am? Like, what, what, are your quali- what do you need for, in order to do the I'd podcast? I need, I need an IV. I'd love to see the writer in Garrett's contract. <laughs> Okay, come, but green M and M's, an IV bag, a colostomy bag. Uh, wow! Oh and, and at gosh. first, he was really offended that I was laughing so hard, but I was just like, "What? What on earth would make you think that?" He's One, not- he asked for that, and two, I was qualified to supply him with an IV. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, as a former EMT, John, <laughs> right? I like to make sure that. Uh, when I came back from Kuwait, you know, <laughs> hold on a sec. I got to turn off the autoclave because I had to uh, do a bypass on Garrett. Too, <laughs> wow, that's, that's incredible. So I was just saying, if you guys ever ever guest who needs an IV, just let me know. <laughs> you can just. Well I, well, I know. Here's what I do know how to do. Thanks yeah. to my cat, I know yeah. how to lift up the skin and stab you. That's about the extent of yeah. my. And by the way, that does not work with humans. Just so we're very clear. <laughs> oh, it does. I've tried. Um, I've tried it, I, it will not terrible. hydrate you. Uh, animals have a lot of looseness between their muscles and their, their so does skin. Jared. So. Jared does I too. do. I have an insane amount of looseness. Yeah. Wait, in Vegas, if you're there long enough, yeah, I think I remember reading this that if you're if you're there and you over party. You can go to this place and they'll give you like a, you can get a saline IV. No way. Like, there are, are nurses you at in your alcoholic life that like I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to go get an IV and then I'm back tonight. Well, there, that's, that's a common. Hilarious. Actually, that is a common thing for people that do like uh, spring breaks and stuff like that. Oh, really? If they're nursing school and stuff like that, they will bring IVs with them, which sounds, everything about this sounds illegal, but they do that. Or unwise. Yeah, yeah, or unwise. (laughs) At least unwise. (laughs) At the very least unwise. Yeah, but they give themselves IVs so that there's no hangovers. Wow. Which is just such an American thing. Yes. It's like, what can I do to continue to to just crush it with uh, like doing all these things that are hurting me. What? Yeah, how yeah. how yeah, can yeah. I get over? Like that's what I remember going to um, the first time going to like a gas station and be like, "What are those? What are those hangover pill things?" You're like, "Oh, <laughs> take those." Yeah. Before you go out and partying, yeah. and you yeah. won't have a hangover the next day. And I was like, yeah. and at first you're like, "Oh, that's a wait a minute, wait what, a minute." They're or, at a gas station. Or how about <laughs> how about I don't get to the point where. Which, by the way, is hilarious because I have still gotten to the point. <laughs> How about I don't make uh, enough bad decisions yeah. that cause me to need yeah. all these, whatever this stuff is. All the you know? things at checkout at the cashier yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, let's just admit the trajectory. You're in a bad spot if yeah. you need pills from a gas station. From a gas right, station, right, right. yeah. Let's yes. see, I need that to recover. I need the horny goat weed. I need all <laughs> the stingers because <laughs> yeah. I want to stay awake yeah, for 19 exactly. hours. Oh, my it's, gosh. Oh, so, but again. Such an American thing. It Such is. a poor decision making yeah. process. Like you said, if you basically if you're doing a shopping at a gas station, you have to ask yourself what happened. That's so yeah. true. Where where did we where did we go? I don't mean this to be offensive. And if it is, you guys are better about this than I am, so just stop me. <laughs> but isn't there a seven eleven type of person? I mean, we've already talked about this, but like I live right by a seven eleven in yeah. one of my yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You just like there's a type of person that like when they go shopping, they're not like, I'm gonna go to Albertsons. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go to yeah, Food yeah. for Less. It's like no, we're going to 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. But have you ever found Big yourself as dog. that guy? Because I have found myself, I get sucked in and I'm not sure if it's how they market the stuff and how the end cap displays or whatever, but I literally found myself in there with Danny one time and I bought a pizza from 7-Eleven. Wait, one that gets cooked there? Yes. So the guy was... Are you, are you okay? What happened? <laughs> did, did you have to go to the hospital? When you lost your colon that day? 
I, I, I made a poor decision. You have hepatitis? No, I, I do. A bad decision. A, B, and C, <laughs> and D. But like, so we're standing there, and we were getting something, and I heard the guy next to me. He's like, hey, you ever tried the pizzas? They're really good. And Danny and I looked at each other, but that sounds like a great idea. So I ordered the pizza, and we went, and we regretted it because it was awful. Uh, it was, how many okay. gas station pills were you on when you made the decision? <laughs> I was on several. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to be honest with you. I used to tour manage bands, and yeah, you know, yeah. we did sure. spend a lot of time in 7-Elevens, and yeah, you yeah. did... The, my point, though, is that there's nothing in there that's a really good decision. No. And that's yeah, yeah. okay because it's all comfort food. Yeah, right. And comfort alcohol and comfort <laughs> yeah. Gatorade and comfort soda. and Comfort and, amyl nitrate. And, yeah, whatever. Everything's in comfort cigarettes and just I – mean, my, my point in comfort lottery tickets. But they're <laughs> – but so you when you go in there, it's like I yeah. get it. I get why it exists. It's every once in a while, it's okay to buy the crappy pieces, yeah. but don't yeah. be shocked in the back end, right? Right, no. right, right. And yeah. we weren't, when it we, disappoints yeah. you, yeah. or you feel horrible, bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the big gulps. I used to work with a guy that loved the big gulp thing and like those the massive, sixty-four ounce. Well, those big yeah. mugs that oh, you could get, which, the refill Gosh. mugs, and yeah. I would stare yeah. at him, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. "What are you doing?" Like li- not, not exaggerating. That's a thousand calories. <laughs> But that sucks not me in, man, because I see that and I'm like, I gotta ha- I must be just Do you way have too one of those big mugs? I don't, but I've always wanted to get one. And then the other thing, but like, all, like all right, I said, everything about it sucks me in. I, gotcha. I, I like Slurpees. And then the other day I saw this thing, like it's a candy straw that you get for the Slurpee that's made out of Sour Patch. <laughs> How do we get more sugar into this? Dude, I'm like, that looks fantastic. Ooh, I, gotta, I, I have a game. I have a game. Okay. A quick game question. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so I'll share mine first and I want to see if you guys can think off the top of your head. <laughs> what is... A classic, famous, very popular sugary treat that most people in America like, but you can't stand. So I will answer mine first. I've never, I've been disgusted my whole entire life by Pop-Tarts. And I don't understand why really? any human being likes them. Oh, they, to me, really? they are one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Now, I understand and that everybody loves Pop-Tarts to me, except me. I yeah. can't eat them now because it's like, <laughs> this is literally just flour and sugar. But as a kid, I love them. Especially See, the brown sugar ones. Never like liked them. Never liked them. Do you have? Is there any Candy delicious? Corn. You can't. You can't stand it. I. I it repulses you. Fathom. Yeah. A an universe in which anyone would like candy corn. It, I would put mind. that in my top five of things I don't get. I would agree with you. And every year, I'm always like, okay, you know, Chase Jane, I'm gonna take one. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Still the worst thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every yeah. year. <laughs> Mine is something that I think everybody universally hates. I can't think of something other people like. Mine is Peeps. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, but but yeah. no, but some people like them. No, some, I, but I, can't, I mean, yeah, they still make them. Right? I have tried it, and I just I cannot. Can you get through one? No, no, yeah, I can't either. It's a, the thought of it, bad. And looking, the texture, yeah. just everything about it is is horrific. Well, and if you think about it, the concept of peeps, so it's basically sugar yep. on top of foam sugar, right? Right. So it's literally just <laughs> shaped like a baby to, chick. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to, yeah, which is also which itself is also kind of disturbing. This whole bird in my mouth, real quick. Hold on, let me eat the baby bird, the sugary baby so, so, bird. So that so that says a lot about you, which means yeah. you tolerate everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay with brother. everything. So there's oh, yeah. really no Do you do candy corn? Uh I could. You're just How about circus I mean, peanuts? I don't. What? Circus, circus peanuts? peanuts? I haven't had those in so long. I don't know if I remember. Are those the orange ones? Yeah, the orange, but I haven't had well, them. Those are baffling. Okay. That is not Did I, yeah. I told you guys what I do with circus peanuts? No. Oh so God. whenever Wait, I go we, to Do I have to get call the sensor? No, no. FCC is going to So my favorite thing to do is whenever I go, I don't go to a lot of parties. I don't get invited out sure, a lot of these days. Because of the cats. Yeah. Um when I when I go 
um, two parties where you're like, you know, it's like a party and they'll be like, oh, you know, you can bring a bottle of wine, whatever, whatever the courtesy thing is to go to a party. Yeah. I, I always bring circus peanuts and I open them and I lay them out next to the, where people go to the self-serve alcohol because <laughs> I am fascinated to see who, who actually wants to eat circus peanuts. That's a great idea. That's a great game. That's a great sociological <laughs> experiment. Like you, sir, oh are a psychotic person. <laughs> and so great. the last time I did it was at a, was at a Christmas party. I put them out. And I think I just walked away and had like two conversations. I came back. They were all gone. I'm like, no way. And I had never, and no. I was like astounded. And at first I was like, are people putting this in like vodka? Like, are they, <laughs> did they already find, like, did they that's, infuse, you know, cause that's what people yeah. love doing, right? They're like, the they're infused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden someone has infused a new, uh, the new hit drink oh at the party. Oh you know? my gosh. That's I And that's the thing is I had never seen them get eaten that fast. Cause most people, they look at them and they're like, I don't uh, know. Yeah. No. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. food. There's nothing foodish. in Well, it, to me, circus peanuts have always been that. Isn't this a great show? Circus peanuts. Hey everybody, welcome back to circus peanuts and the Holy Spirit. Thank this you. is how I've always seen circus peanuts. I've always seen circus peanuts of something that comes out of a bomb shelter. Like that's the stuff that you put right. in a bomb shelter. Spam. It's got a half life of three thousand years. Because whether yeah. you guys know it or not, yeah, yeah. there are homes that you have driven by that still have from the nineteen fifties when there was a huge pan. Like there are yeah. bomb shelters in people's yeah. homes that yeah. they have probably forgot about in their backyards that probably do still have circus peanuts and canned food in there somewhere. Wow. I'm making a uh, a sheet noose if I'm stuck in a bomb shelter and they have circus peanuts, candy corn, and spam. That's it. Like, not worth it. Nope. A sheet noose. Let's hit fast forward on this thing. I want to see you market that. Hey, welcome to JerryBurkholder.com. What do you sell? The well, when sheet I was, noose. When I was in for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah when you were in. Yeah. The big house. Yep. Uh, anyway, so. Well, that's good. Yeah, the big house. I'm going to try that. That's a great idea. With the circus yeah, peanut thing? A, yeah. I don't even, where do you buy them though? <laughs> Um, the only place you can find Rocket them, Fizz? maybe Seven uh Eleven, but to be honest with you, you probably can only find them at like Walgreens, Rite Aid, CVS, Rocket, Rocket Fizz. They so, yeah, so for those, and I know Dan is, if you're a candy aficionado, you will notice in all those types of stores. There's the uh, uh, top shelf candy. Yes. yes. You have to keep walking past where yep. it gets to the oh, and then there's all this other junk that no one yeah. that the worst. Candy yeah. section in the world, which used yeah. to probably be where we, when we were growing up, used to be with the generic canned food section, yes. the generic yeah, yeah, yeah. food section. <laughs> exactly. So now it's the generic candy section. Yeah. That's normally the only place you can find them. And we like, we're that family for Halloween. We give out the Laffy Taffy stuff bag. Okay. Because you can get it at Costco for $4. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they pay yeah, you yeah. to take it at Costco. Yeah. Can I, I give a kid call. Can I take it on yeah, the air? Go, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Take a kid call on the air. Hello? Yeah, you can watch TV, buddy. It's, you know, listen, why not? Yeah. All right. Thanks for asking. All right. Daddy loves you. Goodbye. <laughs> I love That's great. that was our first call that we've taken on the air. Caller, you're on Live. the air. First hey, time caller, it? long okay, time never listener. Um, right. Hi, is my dad there? <laughs> I just want to know if I can watch TV. <laughs> All my teachers walked out. Can I watch TV? Was that Elliot? It was. Because his see, little voices, I could just barely. Hello, Dad. Could I please watch TV? That's, That's so awesome. cute. Well, you know, I'm, my kids are still at an age where, like, if the phone call comes in, yeah. I still fifty oh, percent of me is like, "There's a tragedy." One hundred percent. Right. I, I don't you. know that I'll ever get away from that. You know, yeah. even now when my yeah. dad calls, it's like, "Oh no, Grandma died." Oh, hey, Dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I yeah worst. I actually when I first in the early days of cell phones, I accidentally butt dialed my parents at like two o'clock in the morning, uh. and you know, for them. That's like, oh, yeah. you know, and they're like yelling into the phone because they don't understand butt right. dials. They don't know what's going on. They think I'm like kidnapped in a, probably in a trunk. That's so you funny. Know? 
My parents are like, please say anything. Blink. Well, blink first twice, you can't blink right? on a cell phone. But my point is, you know, can it's FaceTime. Okay, so before we move on to yes. better things, Cats. I do have to talk about that okay. because I don't know if your older family members can do this. Yeah. But my dad butt dials on an iPhone, and I'm still baffled by how anyone could do that. Like literally yeah. his cheek slides it unlocked. Really? And will call me. And like we went through this thing where he was You should just be in the circus. That's a good skill. Yeah, and it'd be like the cre- I would get a voicemail from my dad like, <laughs> like <laughs> the So I call him back like did you just butt dial me from your iPhone? How do you do that? That's hilarious. It's a butt. Yeah. He's gonna, how yeah. do you do that? Some people do. I don't know how he must possible. work out a lot. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I don't understand there, there's some way that you don't have to actually have the physical skin touch that will still set it off. And I think a lot of times it's if that was if you were the last person yeah, that maybe he texted yeah. or called, like somehow or another, your phone is like putting together the pieces of clearly we need to get a hold of Jared right now. <laughs> Thank you, buttocks. Good call. You know who needs to hear this rustling? You know who loves a good rustle? Jared. <laughs> yeah, good exactly. Well, I maybe accidentally worked Hey Siri into a conversation, and then all of a sudden, it just opened only up. paranoid people listen to the Russell for two and a half minutes because they think it's going to do. It's going to go from this. Jared's a loser. I knew it. I knew it. I knew if I listened for two and a half minutes, I knew treasure is buried off. behind the barn. That's right. I always liked your sister better. <laughs> yeah. And uh, end. That's cool. I never thought I'd talk about my dad's button here. Nice. But now I can check that off my list. I yeah. like it. Yeah. That's cool. We're getting close to the end. Don't sneeze. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, well, what, what's today's topic, Jared? I I had a couple ideas, but what what would you like to what would you like to cover today? This is one of those days where there's nothing going on between these ears. Yeah. Well, so. here's so here's what I was thinking, and you guys tell me if this is stupid or not. But you know, because the title of the show is Christianese, and we talk about sometimes things that become Christian buzzwords or things that are Christian buzzwords that to somebody like you, Brian, who's an agnostic or uh, you know not a believer, as we say, that, I'm not in the world. Right. Let's right. just call it that. I'm not yeah. in the world. Like yeah. I wouldn't understand what you were saying about right, some right. stuff. Right. So one of the main things that we have like a cornerstone of course of our faith is something that we've talked about here a lot and I just wondered if I say this to you and there's no right or wrong game from you again. yeah, yeah. Okay. what you would say if <laughs> thank you very nice music but if we were to say like we talk about the gospel if I were to say what is the gospel to you do you know that because I got to thinking we talk about that so many times and I got yeah. to thinking does Brian even know what we're I think I've talked to you about this off the air over the years but just if I were to say that to you does it, what is it? Well, no, I mean, it seems to me. I think the gospel to me is like it's a it's it, it's like a vague, broad stroke thing of like the you know he's preaching the gospel. But I would assume that that's what people say about any form of right. re- religion that falls into that. So I always just saw it as a vague. Well, and I'll interject term. like in conversations I have with Christians at church. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll ask them a question like that just to kind of see where they're at as a barometer of their Is level there a specific, when you say that, is there a specific meaning to it? Yeah, it totally to it? is. Which yeah. is So what? I thought what we would but do I'll today... Ask, I'll ask Christians that and it's the same yeah. thing. Like, well, I mean, you gotta like, you gotta like be a good person. And like, right. I don't know. So I Wait, thought, that's what that means? Well, no, no. no. So, oh. so that's so how here, some people will respond. We thought today, I, I was thinking it might be interesting to give you the gospel and then just stop talking and hear your response and see what you say. To oh, me. so there's okay. Well, I'm, now that I know something specific, I'm just curious what that actually means. So, I well, c- Brian, I'm glad you asked. Is yes. the door locked or can I leave at any time? 
Where's this going? Can we talk okay. about cats? All right, yeah. continue. <laughs> You'll find that I melted your keys while we were talking. Yeah. And you're going to be at OTA. You did fix the front door. He did fix the front door. Yeah. You are going to realize. Oh, you can only come in now. You can't get you can't out. Go out. There, there, we're going to tell you about. Room. We're going to tell you about Xenu now. Uh, yeah. So let's let's just give a gospel presentation and then see what Brian says. You, do you okay. want to do it? And then I was going to read something out of out of Acts, just very simple too, to just see what he what he would say. Yeah. So it is something specific. Okay. I mean, I, I think depending on who you're talking to, you can get a lot of answers because um, I think it's one of those things that I hate this term, but means a lot of things to a lot of people. But um, Contrary to the idea of alternative facts, like there is actually, the Bible says, this is what the gospel is. Okay. And so the gospel, in kind of an, a big umbrella sense, is how is it that people can be forgiven and brought back into relationship with God? The word gospel comes from, you ready for some Greek? Yep. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> comes from the Greek word euangelion. It's where we get the word uh, evangel or evangelist. And the word, that word means the good news. So the gospel is actually the good news about salvation in Jesus Christ. And kind of a snapshot overview, uh, and we could go to a lot of different passages in the Bible, sure. but kind of the big picture narrative of the gospel is uh, God created a world, not because he was lonely and wanted to create friends for himself, but because uh, he wanted to share his fullness and goodness with the creation. So he not only created trees and animals and cats and plants, he created people, and he has this special relationship with people wherein they experience his goodness, his love, his mercy. So I think a lot of times people think that God's in heaven like, man, I'm lonely. I'm going to create some friends, and then I'm going to save them. And if they don't respond well, I'm going to send them to hell. That's not the ethic of the Bible. God didn't create out of need. He created out of fullness. And so he created people to be in relationship with himself and kind of experience the beauty of that relationship. But he gave them the ability um, to turn away from that. And if you go to the book of Genesis, you see that even though God created out of fullness and he gave Adam and Eve everything they needed, um, they didn't want what God had given them. They wanted something else, right? So God gave them this beautiful gift and they go, meh, yeah, it's, that's something, but I think actually we want this. And they kind of threw that back in, in God's face and rebelled. Um, they, they ate the fruit in the garden. You probably are familiar with that story. Um, and in doing that, it wasn't just that something happened to Adam and Eve, but that there was this change in the makeup of the universe itself. So prior to Adam and Eve sinning, there hadn't been brokenness and sin and shame and guilt. Their rebellion to God kind of injected that into the world, into humanity. So now every person isn't born as they were in this perfect, wonderful relationship with God. They're born separated from God because of their sin. And that's not just Adam and Eve and their kids, that's all of us. And so the conversations that we've had here about the brokenness in the world, from a Christian standpoint, stems back from that kind of initial brokenness that has, has permeated everything that we do. Um, that's the bad news. So the bad news is that every person is fundamentally broken. It's not just that we're good people who do bad things from a biblical standpoint. It's that we're broken people or bad people who do bad things. And our brokenness is seen in manifestations of that, be it big or small. That's the bad news. The good news is that God didn't leave us like that. So God created us to be in fullness with himself. We rejected that. God is such a loving and kind and gracious God that he sent his son Christ to step into humanity as a man um, to take the penalty for sin, penalty for our wrongdoing that we deserve so that we can be brought back into relationship with God. So God kind of has a standard of perfection that the Bible calls holiness. And because of that, people who are broken and sinful can't be in relationship with God. There's a gap between us and God now. And God sent his son to stand in our place and take our penalty for sin so that um, we could be forgiven and, and kind of 
taken up to that standard of holiness through what Jesus did and now be brought back into relationship with him. And the way that happens, um, the way that somebody goes from uh, being a spiritually dead sinner who's broken to being somebody who's given spiritual life in Jesus and forgiven and brought back into relationship with God is through faith, right? So uh, the Bible talks a lot about that salvation is by grace, which means it's a gift through faith. So you can't earn it. Yeah, you can't earn it. Faith isn't just some kind of intellectual assent. It's a life commitment to say, I recognize what the Bible says about me as a person. I believe that, and I kind of commit my life to that. And uh, the way the Bible talks about it is there's this transformation where God takes you from spiritual death to spiritual life. So when the Bible talks about the gospel, it is something very specific, right? There's different elements there, and, and you can, in talking about the gospel, you can talk about some of those different elements. But the big picture is the bad news of what's wrong with us, the good news of what Jesus came to do to save us from, from our sin and our guilt and our brokenness. So basically when we talk about the gospel, it's, I mean, to even, to break it down just in my simple layman's terms, it's the whole idea of having faith that Jesus was God, he died on a cross, he rose from the dead, so that, you know, he took the penalty for what we deserve. He took the penalty, took all of our sin on him, so that we would have the opportunity to live eternally with God, because when God looks at us now, he doesn't see because Jesus lived a perfect life because he was perfect. He was perfectly man and perfectly God. He looks at that and he sees that perfection. He doesn't see our brokenness, our sin that we've talked about. Like as we've talked, it's interesting the last few weeks that we've talked, you will start saying, oh, brokenness or sin, like you put that together. But that's why I wanted to tell you this, because this is kind of the foundational thing of Christianity. I got to think, gosh, we've never unpacked that, I don't think. Yeah, we're not good at this. We're not good at life. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, so can I read you something just real quick from from Acts that I think lays that out? Yes. Yes. You already said you were going to do it. Why yeah. Didn't I ask yeah. 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 Well, because I just just take Dad control of this. Yeah. I'll you take said you were going to do something. Do it. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to read this. Follow and through, Dan. And, Gosh. And then I'm going to shut up and I want to just hear your response. <laughs> so so this, this is Peter, uh, one of the apostles, and he's talking to a guy in Caesarea who God has told you need to hear you need to hear about Jesus and you need you need to hear about what he did. So Peter opened his mouth and said, "Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, After the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. What are your thoughts? Well, Linus, you remember that from the... (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) You you, you delivered it in a a Linus tone. When you say, what do I think of that? What do you mean, what do I think of that? Just in in general. So do you have do you have an opinion? Like, does that sound as you as you hear that story, any part of it resonate with you? Does it not resonate with you? Does it sound 
Does it make sense? Like, just I'm just interested because we we talk about this all the time, if you will, almost in a laboratory environment. So right. if we're at church and we're talking about, because one of the big things, like it talks about at the end there, they were commissioned. The Great Commission is Jesus telling them, hey, go spread this news about me, who I am, to the whole world, to all nations. So we're all, that's a big part of being a Christian is like, hey, how do you tell people about that? Because you want people to be eternally with God, not... Apart from God, whether that's, you know, in, in hell, um, suffering eternally, because we've talked about before we're eternal beings, we believe that you go on for eternity. You're either in eternal punishment or you're in, in paradise. So as we talk about talking to people who don't believe what we believe, I'm interested to just hear your thoughts when we basically present to you, here's what we think is true, anything that comes to your mind. Like, what do you think? Does it sound like a fairy tale? Does it sound, any parts of it resonate with you? I'm just interested to hear your thoughts because we don't get a chance to, I will talk to people about this, but sometimes I don't have a chance to unpack it like we do over time with you. You know what I mean? Oh, hey, you guys. Hey, everybody. You guys. Welcome back. You guys. What? Hello? (laughs) Mom? Dad? Where am I? Are you there? Hello? Hello? My pager's going Um, off. Pager's going off. It's, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's micro and there's macro here. I mean, I, you know, having been on this planet for 50 years mm-hmm. and having been raised a Catholic and yeah. then bailing on everything and having, which maybe someday to use your term, we'll unpack it. Oh. Um, my own personal issues with Christianity. Yeah. Uh, um, but that being said, um, that's, that's a lot. Um, I, I get the concept. I've always, and I've always said this. I understand the concept of um, of religion as a whole, and like Christianity and stuff like that. I get it, and I think at its core, its core values um, for those that I believe um, follow it the right way. Um, they believe in peace. They believe in love. They believe in doing good things and stuff like that. And then you know, so I I do believe that. I believe I, I believe that 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 part of it that's the goodness of religion to me. Mm-hmm. That if you can find something that makes you a good person, makes you <laughs> makes you in my worldview tolerable. Yep. Meaning that like we can live next to each other and it's not a pain in the butt. Like not everything is in conflict. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the good that that's the good part. I think that all. Do I think that some of it is fairy tale? Yes. Do I, but I also have talked to enough people. I don't know where you guys stand in this stuff, but I've talked to other people. As you know, I've got some extremely religious people in my family. Um, some that have studied it, you know, uh, quite a bit. Um, and so I ask a lot of questions because you know, <laughs> for me also, like I believe Jesus was a real person, like a real human being, flesh and blood, like us. Not like a spiritual, but I but I believe a lot of the other stuff in the Bible is not real. Like mm-hmm. it's a story, and and that's where I think it gets a little for me when I meet people and where mm-hmm. I, when I see what I think is the bastardization of religion, which is what gets us into a lot of problems and where people get off course with it, mm-hmm. is how then I think you and I call it the fire and brimstone type of people. Like everything word for word is exactly how they want to interpret it and everything is real. Like, do I think that there are talking serpents? No, I don't. I think some of that stuff is just, is just, uh, to me, it's, it's there to make a point. Like, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And people that believe that's real, I get concerned about that. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, if you live around here long enough, you know, like certain things just don't exist. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's not real, okay? Mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle is a fake movie that's not a documentary. Animals don't talk, okay? 
Yeah. So, well, like that kind you disperse my bubble, I'm and sorry. I'm going to leave now. I'm I so need sorry. to go cry in a corner. <laughs> um, so, again, this is this is big, man. I mean, it's like it's more than just what you guys just said. I get that all of that. The problem, I think, if you're asking from my worldview and how I look back on it in the big picture, the problem, and I know that the people that you guys go to church with, and I, and I know that you guys have gotten some bite back from people that have listened to this podcast, but understand when I say these things to you, I'm not looking for a war. Oh, of course and not. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm looking for a war. I'm not looking to tell you that everything you believe is wrong. That's, I've never, that's not my standpoint on mm-hmm. this stuff. But what I'm trying to get the people on your side sometimes that don't understand me to understand is you have to look at sometimes, you have to look at your world from my standpoint and why I kind of shake my head and why I look at it and go, you you got this all wrong. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's that brokenness thing that concerns me that you talk about, that you talk about, about being broken. Right. Like that's the part that concerns me because I think too many people use that as an easy out to being to trying harder to be a good person. That brokenness thing, I think, is the hardest part for me. Take everything else out of it. Constantly being able to call yourself broken and to be able to get away with some of the stuff that the behaviors that you have on a bigger, broader scale, I think, is where you start losing me. Mm-hmm. Because and I understand it every day. It is very hard. And you and I, have, Dan, have talked about it. it. Is very hard every day to wake up and be the best, to be a perfect person. There's, I don't believe that. There's exists. no such thing, right? No such thing. Right. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. You know, that's when, when you know, uh, when people get divorced, which I have been divorced in the past. I always tell people, like, my takeaway from that was realizing that you cannot hold yourself or the person that you're with to such high standards because it will break your children. You know what I mean? You know, your wife, whatever, your parents, mm-hmm. your siblings, anybody you know, your coworkers, you can't put people, anybody on, on such a high pedestal. They will let you down mm-hmm. if you do that. And I think that's the first step in understanding, you know, the imperfections of people, um, which that is what I think people should be getting more out of what you guys are talking about in your gospel. I think where I have a bigger issue with it is I think people use the ideologies of brokenness to their advantage. And that's where I think it splinters. And I think that there are people out there that are doing a poor job of your messaging and your strength and your desires. And that's where you lose people like me. Like, I'm, I, this is, this is not a political statement, but I will use this as a perfect example. I've always, I've grown up in the United States my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, I've been told that the United States was founded on Christianity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a belief that we have. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. A lot of people talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. And when I listen to you talk about the gospel, and I listen to you read stuff, and it talks about kindness and goodness, it makes me wonder sometimes where if we're, as the United States, as an example, and this is where I'm talking about the worldview, and it's, it's bigger than what you guys are asking from me. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have a problem in this world right now about there's this big issue about what's happening at the borders and stuff like that. Who can come into our country legally or not legally? That's a separate argument. But what I don't, what I really will never understand as a dad, as a parent is anybody religious or not religious that thinks that one of the things that you should do is separate child from parent, no matter what you believe separating human beings as a form of punishment scaring innocent children by removing them from parents that bothers me and so when you look at it when you're talking about big picture stuff when people are like no i don't 
when I hear the word Christian, that's what I think. And again, you may say, hey, no, 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 don't put that on the Christians. That's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying if you're asking me how things can spiral out of control and why you're losing people and why they're not on your side is because in the big picture, not the micro, but in the big picture, if America is founded on Christianity, then what the heck are we doing sometimes? Well, and I would what are what are what are our big behaviors doing? You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, again, yeah. I'm not making accusations. I'm yeah. trying to get, I'm trying to create conversations so that people understand where other people are coming totally. from. That That's are not why we're with doing you, this, right? That's why we're right? doing. We want to they hear. Con, they're so yeah. con, it's confusing sometimes because when you yeah. hear the gospel and then you see actions, totally, and you yeah. go back and you're like, well, yeah, but yeah. wait, what? That's why I'm glad we have a lot of time to talk about this because well, like, we're gonna have to do it over. I mean, again, this no, is not going to no, be no, dealt no, with. No, here. We're gonna no, solve this in like five minutes. I want to <laughs> yeah. wrap this up. So no, do you understand? Right. Right. So my answer to you is yes. it's micro, yeah, and it's macro, and we've talked about the macro right before, where not everybody who says I'm an evangelical. Is actually an evangelical, right? And there's a sense in which, um, for all of us, we would admit, but I think we're seeing a problem of this in America in Christianity, where um, people who would call themselves Christian do not actually hold Christian ideals, right? Yeah. And I, I think... So and that's I, the macro. That's the I, macro I that. thing that I'm... So I'm talking... So when I use... And I'm using what that, that, that child separation thing as a perfect example of who are we? The, the, and again remove yourselves from what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying yeah, yeah. to say is when you when you present the package, yes. your package, your church, your behavior, your behavior, I yeah. accept you guys. Sure. I get it. And I see how religion works through you too. That's that's micro. Yeah. Right? But then there's macro. There sure. is the foundation of Christianity and the world that we live in, the bigger world yeah. around us, yeah. which is where I think it's crumbling, which is where I think that... You guys are seeing it within conflict, you know, within an atheist or an agnostic against Christianity, right? Sure. Because there is a sales pitch out there, like it or not, that the United States is a Christian-based um, uh, ideology. Which right? I would reject that, by the way. Well, yeah. But, but yeah. would you disagree that it's not out there? As, oh, no, as, people as, believe as, that. As, I just as don't a, think it's a, true. I mean, when I said, I yeah. said it's a sales pitch. Oh, no. It's an ideology that is out there. And so what I'm trying to get you guys and whoever, not necessarily you guys, I think you yeah. guys already know where my worldview is, it's that type of overarching thing and then the stuff that happens underneath, what I, what I consider very disheartening to, to think that anybody would ever take my child away from me. Sure. Because they think that they're 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 more righteous than me that they can do that regardless of what sure. my behavior is unless I'm doing harm to my child, but just trying to get into another country I don't think is enough. I just think that the way I look at it is that it's that brokenness to go back to the micro macro. Yeah, it's yeah. that brokenness that it's too easy to me. It's sure. too easy to misbehave or mismanage or do certain things and say, well, I'm broken and ultimately I'll be forgiven. But I think within that, what you've just done is illustrate the fact that there is brokenness and sin because we've talked about how nobody's perfect, nobody can be perfect. There are horrible things that are done in the world all the time, whether it's by governments doing something that, like in your case right now, talking about you know child separation, there are, there are so many horrific... We were talking earlier, I'm watching that show, I Am a Killer on, on Netflix, and you just look at... 
the horrible, I mean, again, to talk about brokenness and, and guys on death row will be justifying, well, hey, I was abused and I did this and, I, and all this stuff. And it is, they are horrible things. Yeah. But then they go and they try to use that to justify, I killed somebody. There's people who have those things happen to them who don't kill things there, or right. kill people. There are, But there are horrible, I, I, it's interesting to hear you at least acknowledge that there is, because again, part of the Christian message, and it's hard because we're talking about it's so nuanced, and there's so many other parts of it that you, for instance, the book of James is one of the, the a great books, but it says, faith without works are dead, basically. So in other words, just because you have a strong faith doesn't mean you can go out and sin ad nauseum and do whatever you want to do just because, God's forgiven me, I'm okay. That's not the true Christian ethic, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I want to pick up on that because I think it's a point well taken. Let me just finish it with one thing or yeah. so you fully understand the, the macro here. Yes. God bless America, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we say. Put your hands in Bible, swear, do all this stuff, whether it's in the mm-hmm. court system, whatever. God bless America. Mm-hmm. You have to understand from an agnostic standpoint, from an atheist standpoint, it gets very confusing for us when people are willing to pick up guns and shoot other people. And they will still say, I'm going to kill you and I'm doing it uh, on behalf of God to protect America and all that stuff. You have to understand from somebody like me, I'm not anti-gun, I'm just really confused. Because it seems like everything you just read to me is so in conflict with that kind of stuff. And and I know that guys like you, and I know there's many more people, I shouldn't say guys like you, this way. people, <laughs> guys, gals, yeah. ladies, yeah. chiquitas. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's a, there's, there's, there's a, a lot of wonderful, beautiful people that are inspired through, mm-hmm. um, through Jesus and God and religion that do such beautiful things for this world. From all the way through their final breath. So it's not a full accusation. I'm trying to get you guys to understand where it's splintering off. It's getting confusing sure. and it's it creates a lot of confusion and resistance. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I think we talked about Did I do that without getting mad? You yes, you did. It was awesome. Because I, well, no, because I worry because I felt like you guys got some feedback like I was just being a jerk earlier because that's not really no, what no, I'm no, about. No. I'm never no. about that. I, I really. Well, we, I always kind of have an underlying current of that, but that's something <laughs> different. You know, I think to be honest, we've got, get no, the whiskey. We've got <laughs> nothing but really good feedback on you because you're honest. In, in your opinion, where we've gotten pushback is from our standpoint sometimes saying, hey, we haven't necessarily read because... Some people want this to be, can I just be honest with you? Yeah. Some people want this to be the Convert Brian show. Right. And we're not doing that. And as I've told you guys in the beginning, and right. Dan knows this, right. the biggest mistake you can be if your intent is to try to convert, you've already lost that person that's right in front of you. Well, because and also, actions will always speak but, louder than words. But we would Inspiration say, will always be better than the conversion. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, yeah, I, but I, I think like we're not... The reason Dan asked the question that he asked is I think it's valuable for me and for other people that would listen to hear what you think about that. Right? Yes, but so yeah. that being said, now I know that you wanted to have some... That, that's why I want to make sure that you understand everything. So now I, totally. I, want, yeah, to, yeah. I want to hear back from you. So yeah, I think... Mike is down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, people have different objections to, to Christianity, which I get. I think the one that I've heard you mention several times is not primarily intellectual, although I'm sure you probably have intellectual problems with elements of the gospel in a Christian worldview, but it's always been that lifestyle thing. Like you say this, your life's this, there's distance there. But I, I want to zoom in on, on something you said because um, I'm, I'm curious how you would talk about this. So I get that uh, people use brokenness as a cop-out for bad behavior. That's that's inexcusable biblically, it's inexcusable socially, all that. Um, but I'm curious from your standpoint, anthropologically as it relates to people um would you say that people are fundamentally good would you say that there's something wrong with people whether you call it sin or broken i mean whatever you call it kind of where are you at on that continuum because i'm curious about that when i look at the world 
when I look at myself, when I look at people I know who are decent Christian people who are trying to make a difference, or when I read the news or look at other people, I can see a pretty consistent, yeah, there's something wrong with us. Like, there really is. Um, so I'm curious, your vantage point, would you say that, that people are fundamentally good, that people are not fundamentally good? I think the pureness of anybody that's initially when they're born, I think they are fundamentally good. I think that what ends up happening is when you get into the sea of people, it's bad. Right. Because there's just too much out there. There's too much exposure. There's too much that can get to you. And then so it's a, I would classify what you're talking about as wiring, whether it's you've been wired wrong, you've been rewired, or you know what I mean? Like, And then it really boils down to, and we all know this, we're parents, it really does boil down to that initial foundation of when, what, what are you born into, both socioeconomically, where in the world you're born, right? What kind of parents you're born to, what kind of, you know what I mean? All those world factors, all those outside factors that come in. So yeah, no, I think it's a case-by-case -case basis because it really, all those things depend on But wouldn't you what see you get. a universal commonality? Certainly there's, um, there's like hyperbolic examples of that, but... I mean, when you see a common trend, regardless of your... Define it when you say common trend, like what? That Man's a, propensity to do the wrong thing rather than do the right thing? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Do I see that? In terms of like, hey, if I can take a shortcut here and lie or, or do something like... it's That doesn't come... At least for me, that doesn't come naturally to me. I don't naturally gravitate to the right thing. I, I can get there, and, and because of many factors, but like I'm not... I just... I wouldn't always take the, and I look at little kids even. Like, like my two-year-old yeah. lied the other day. And there's never been a time where Janelle and I sat him down, like Andy and Ellison, this is truth. And now here's how you get it. Well, that's because he's also two and he's not going to understand that. Sit down, but go ahead, kids. Right. <laughs> but like we didn't, nobody that I know has instructed him on how to lie. And there was an opportunity to do that. And he did that, right? Now, obviously the consequences to that are, are pretty minimal because I think it was about cereal or something like that. But I, I think from a biblical standpoint, I know from a biblical standpoint, um, we see that that there is is brokenness at the outset. Now that the expressions of that grow, I remember this is. I'm going to kill this because I don't understand science at all. Well, you're going to kill it or crush it, like crush it, like going to feel pretty good about it. No, high no, five gonna, stuff. I'm going okay. to murder it. I didn't. Yeah. Way. This okay. is bad, right. okay. brutal murdering. All right. But I remember reading in science that they did an experiment where they took a piece of meat and they put it in a little dome. And the maggots started growing, and they discovered that there was bacteria in the meat all along, and it didn't need an external thing. The, the maggots weren't coming from the outside. It was already in the meat. Already in the meat, right. And that's a terrible example. But <laughs> I think um, that's kind of how the Bible talks about the sin principle. But lock me in a room, okay? It's, there's still a problem in me, right? So certainly external factors draw that out to varying degrees in all of us. But the Bible is pretty clear that... Um, yeah, there, there's something wrong fundamentally in us. Yeah, I mean, guys, to be honest with you, at the end of the day, uh, you, you may or may not like this answer ultimately, but I, you, you, we already had this conversation on a previous podcast. I don't know what happens after we die. I don't know where we go. I don't have those answers. Right. You guys have looked into it. You believe you have a general idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. It's not, to me, right now, the most important thing is not that. I think that, when it comes to to be a Christian, to not be a Christian, the problem is the human factor has gotten in the way in my life. Yeah. The human factor yeah. has wrecked it at every corner, at every turn. They have found a way to deter me by their behaviors. Yeah. And therein lies the problem. It's not about the end game yet for me. I mean, maybe gotcha. eventually we'll get there, and we talked about that in a yeah. previous podcast. I don't... I don't, I'm not there yet. Yes. Really where I'm at is it's the messengers are wrecking it left and 
right. That's the book you need to write. And that's, messengers are wrecking it. But you know what? That's know, interesting. Right? And like, uh, it doesn't. Uh, that doesn't. No one's uh, going to read that. That doesn't offend me. I, I asked you the question not because I was trying to corner you or anything. I just wanted to hear the answer yeah. because, Same. like, I leave. I never felt cornered, by okay. the way. No, yeah. you. And oh, I'm yeah. not asking that as like a gotcha media yeah. question. No, no. I'm like, I'm genuinely curious. Your I'm really glad to hear you give honest responses yeah. to that because the other part that I think we as Christians neglect sometimes is because it's not like I know you'll say sometimes our message or your message is getting is is getting sidetracked or whatever. It's actually not. Like as a Christian, you shouldn't think of it, and we do sometimes, which is a mistake. We think of it as our message. It's actually a biblical. It's a message from. If you believe in Christianity and and God, you believe that it's God's word. So it's not our message. And then if you don't believe in the sovereignty of God, that God ultimately is the one who gives faith. Like n- nothing that we could ever say in terms of clever talking could bring somebody to faith, because if you if you accept the premise that God is God then God's the only one who has that power. And I think we get into problems as Christians when we are like, oh, we have the power. We can we can, we can, can grind Brian and we'll close him. I mean, you're, you and I both come from the sales world. It's like, yeah, I'm going to close him. It's ABC, like, baby. Yep. Yeah, or always, always be closing. But that's not, that is not our, all we can do is present you with the information and then the rest is is God's role, right? I don't know how. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I like what you said that uh, you might disagree with this, but I, I think um, there's a biblical standard and there's like a percentage to which people conform to that intellectually and practically with their life, right? And I think what you're identifying is somebody says, I believe in what the Bible says, and yet there's only like a 26% conformity in their life. And so you can see the distance between how they live and what they claim, right? Yeah. But I think the important thing is that doesn't actually detract from what the Bible says. It's an indication that this person's only at 26% when in fact they should be much bigger than that, right? Um, and I think there's a sense in which that's true for all of us, right? Whether you say no one's perfect or, or nobody perfectly conforms to what the Bible actually says. Um, but that's not an excuse, right? So I think we can look at people who very have very obvious gaps between what they say or they believe and how they live and say, yeah, that's wrong, right? Well, I think one of the—and this is, this is again, this is a, a long-term problem. This isn't an overnight problem. Sure. I think that the stuff that, that um, Christians talk about during my lifetime— it's just, I just, again, I, I, I don't know any other word, and sorry if you guys, nobody can handle any types of words, but I just believe it's, <laughs> the, the concept of, of what you guys talk about has just been bastardized so badly that it, you almost need to hit a reset button on the pitch. And what I mean by that, not the pitch, because I think it's tsunami or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but <laughs> it's just like, you know, and, and Dan knows this, because as we grew up and cable became more popular and these random channels became more popular, people started turning religion into capitalism and 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 you started seeing these guys come on TV and early right. Sunday morning and they were begging for cash and they were living the high life and and it just in the 700 clubs of the world and all that type of stuff started happening and the Joel Olsteins all these things started taking place and then and then you know politics started kind of hijacking religion and and the way I look at it my utopia if you will um, having been uh, raised on, um, if you, if I was to take you back to young me and in first getting the message right in church, the utopia would be that it would stay in the communities and there was a consistency, community to community, um, of just overall goodness, right? The love thy neighbor, you know what I mean? Just, just the, just the the standard stuff. Good morning, neighbor. How are you doing? Oh, you're black? That's okay. Still good morning, neighbor, right? Like even those little tiny things like that, like, ooh, neighbor, I think you belong in the other 
neighborhood. Like just starting there, again, that little stuff, the reset button. It's like, you don't have to look like me. You don't have to be like me, but let's just be good people, the overarching thing. And then I kind of feel like if there was this, this grander reset that like the, 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 the world that we live in is media controlled, right? Most of the information we get is not from talking face to face anymore it yeah. seems like we we quickly go to the radio or the tv or well, we the go internet. to our own echo chambers too yeah well you call it an echo chamber but the point yeah. is it's the it's not it's not face to face we're not walking into right. the the idea that people are just walking on the street going well maybe i'll just walk into this church those are the old days well, that back to the point of your anymore. dad communicating right. with people and us yeah. not isolating and really re- yeah. really having conversations like this i i think it's to me the long game here is recapturing the message and and rebooting who who's doing it. And you know how to do that? Right? You I know would, what I mean? Yeah, like I who's do. doing it cuz cuz people are wrecking it. And they're, I would say that all the more reason why we should always go back to I think it's great to go back to scripture and go back to the Bible because if you want to talk just whether you agree with it or not, whether you believe it or not, the message that's there and if you read that and filter it yourself and don't depend on Joel Osteen, you don't depend. And that's one of the things but I people lo- do. Oh, absolutely. And that's wrong. And that's one of the things I love about our church is they always say, hey, if you hear something from the pulpit that, that doesn't jive, that doesn't meet the smell test for you, you need to read it yourself. You need to extract that. You need to do some work because all of us get guilty of saying, I, I don't want to figure this out. Just tell me what I need to think and what I need to believe. And then well, that's what happens over time, over thousands of years People have taken things, and that's not just, I would say, it's not just an American problem. It's not just now. That's a human problem. That's This Joel Osteen stuff existed uh, forever. I mean, if yeah. you look at the Reformation, that was... Well, they're that, steak oil salesmen, right? It's exactly. the same thing, guys going you know, town to town and, and that's why we would getting say, what they want out of that's it. That's why we would say there's a break in humanity. There's something broken because they take this message, they do bastardize it, and so I would say go back to the text, but I, you got to go, don't you? I actually do. Yeah. Uh, can I will? I will. Yes. Can I say one positive thing about Absolutely. you guys? Okay. 20 years ago... Yeah. 20 years ago, I wouldn't even talk to you. I would hate really? you. Well, I was 12, so I would hate you. You would. If I found if I if if I if somebody told yeah. me that you were a Christian, I would scoff at you and I wouldn't even talk to you. Interesting. I would think you were a loser. Really? That's where I that's where I was in my life. And so I actually believe now it's it's important regardless of my beliefs and regardless of your beliefs yeah. that you always have to have open dialogue. Life is is yeah. a conti- like it's 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 a it's an arc of right. of, of learning. Yeah. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, quite frankly, it doesn't benefit me to not like you, even for not knowing you, but only, <laughs> but, but only not liking you because I found out you believe in something that right. I, that has that has hurt me. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. I like, get it totally. And, and so, like, I just there is an evolution, and everybody is capable of an evolution. You guys will never convert me. I want to be very clear <laughs> for those that have said that that's ultimately the goal here. But it's not. But to me, yeah. It's not about that. It's about existing the together. The Vegas when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's about existing together and being able to stand together yeah. for, a, for a better life and a better world for yeah. all. That's really what we should be aiming for. And you know what? If, if people along the way join you, more power to them. And for those that don't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't dismiss them. That's and I agree. We won't convert you. God will. <laughs> Boom. I had somebody ask me this Take week. Take your job. <laughs> Take your job. Taint. That's a good word. Thank you. It, it taint, truly. I had somebody ask me this week, what's kind of the what's the rationale behind your podcast? What are you trying to do? And this is what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to have honest conversations where people who are Christian can genuinely hear what you believe about the world, and we have a chance to talk and respond to that, right? Um, 
Yeah, and it's not. We were joking about sitcoms earlier. It's not the sitcom, right? Where everyone, everybody gets saved at the end of thirty minutes. Freeze frame, everybody! Woo! Uh, Chest bumps. All right, this is a great conversation. I look forward to many, many more of these. Brian, thank you as always for coming in, being willing to be transparent to to have these conversations. Yeah, I'll never. We'll never see him again. Thank you, Jared. Uh, If you like this, Dan. Thanks. Hey, thanks you, Dan. Thank, thank. I was great. I was gonna. I put that out there for you to say thank you to me, and luckily you picked enough you out of that. Thank you. If you like our podcast, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes, wherever you pick your fresh podcasts, uh, it helps us out immensely. Correct? That helps us get to the top of the list. Absolutely. At least even to the middle of the bottom. Yeah. It helps us. So, uh, thanks again. We will Dan see Dan still you. needs that mic cord, so if we can get enough <laughs> rank, No, no, it's the headphone We can get... Yeah, can, let's sorry, add to the list cord. of things I need. Does the front door key? You, you also need a neck massage at this point, Yes, I do. I do. You are... I'm going to go fund me going for that. And a Kyron well there. We'll see you next time on Christianese.